Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 366 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Really looking forward to sharing a story again for you today. And it's going to be a really unique experience from my perspective. I've learned a lot of lessons from it that I want to pass on to you. Hopefully give you better perspective, better understanding of the improvement process, especially as it relates to technique improvement. And the reason why this was a unique experience for me is I just recently took my first tennis lesson as a student in over 20 years. And if you don't know any background about me, just very, very briefly, long story really short, from age about 10 to about age 20, I focused 100% on myself, developing myself as a player, being the best player I could possibly be with the resources that, that I had as a junior player, and then a high school player, and then a, a college competitor at a Division II school. And so that was age 10 to 20. And since then, my focus has 100% been on the games of my students. And that's been about 20 years now. I'm almost 40 years old. So for the last two decades, every time I've stepped onto a tennis court, with a, a few exceptions, the focus has been providing value to a student. And that's been my focus. And the other day, for the first time in 20 years, I paid for the time of a local high-performance coach because I signed up for a tournament this coming October. I've opened, I'm sorry, I've entered the open level draw in a tournament in Racine, Wisconsin. They hold a tournament there every year. And so I just kind of wanted to challenge myself. And a way you can kind of follow along with this is by subscribing to us on YouTube. And I did a quick video about entering the tournament draw and actually published a video about a week ago showing the first session that I had with this high-performance coach. There's a coach local here in Milwaukee that has worked with really high-level junior players, very high-level college players, even a couple of uh, low-level professional players. And so I booked a session with him because I wanted to get pushed, number one, physically. I knew that if I was going to compete in October, I had to get in in better shape again because I haven't trained myself as a player in a very long time. So physically, I wanted to get into shape. I also wanted to get the outside perspective from the eye of a high-performance person. This coach that I worked with, Eric Martinez, his focus has been on high performance his whole coaching career. And I grew up learning in the 90s uh, before a lot of developments and evolution took place in the world of tennis training. Number one, there was, it was kind of early stages of kind of the transition towards a more quote-unquote modern game of tennis. And a lot of training techniques were kind of just starting to come about as I was finishing as, as a player. And my family didn't really have the financial resources, e- even if there there was high-performance coaching in my area. My family didn't have the, the resources to, to pay for it. 
So I, I had great guidance, but it was very limited as as a junior player. So I was curious what would happen as a, a middle-aged adult to uh, sign up for a high-performance session with somebody who just works with high-performance players and see what would happen, what I would learn about myself, what would get uncovered, what weaknesses would be exposed, what feedback he would have for me, and, and what the training would, would be like. And also, I just wanted to experience what it would be like to be a student again on a tennis court. That really was intriguing to me as well, to put aside, you know, take off my coach's hat and put on the student hat and experience what it's like to be told what to do and work hard and do my best and get pushed and and try to rise to the challenge and, and do the best I can. I really, really loved that part of it as as a player. And so I wanted to see what would happen if I experienced that again. So that's a, just a little bit of kind of background and lead up to this session as as I was kind of preparing for this session, or really well before then, also, if you're subscribed to us on, on YouTube at Essential Tennis on uh, YouTube, you've seen that I've been working on my backhand ground stroke. And this is a process that I started a couple months ago. I, I made the decision that once and for all, I was going to change my crappy backhand drive, which was very kind of old school lateral forwards very flat, very straight. I've really never had a true topspin backhand. I switched to a one-handed backhand when I was 14 or 15 because my two-handed backhand was just a huge weakness and liability. I got frustrated with it. I switched, and my one-handed backhand was really never any better. And so recently, after Kevin and Megan left and, and took other coaching positions, and I was all by myself in the coaching role here at Essential Tennis, I decided it would be a fun experiment to try to change my own backhand. So I've been working on that. And I've kind of just got to the point where uh, up until my first training session with this high-performance coach, I kind of just arrived at the point where I could do the new and improved backhand while receiving feeds from a ball machine. And that was a huge step for me. I'm starting to hit actual tops like I'm starting to be able to hit a relatively heavy one-handed backhand now after a couple months of somewhat sporadic you know work I'm not training every day or anything I would say maybe once or twice a week I'm going out hitting with a ball machine and I've made really substantial progress and again follow us on YouTube at Essential Tennis if you want to actually see that progress and just kind of scroll through uh the videos the last couple months and you'll see a couple updates showing my backhand progress. Now, where this these two kind of storylines collide is when I came to do this lesson with this high performance coach. And now the the kind of the goal, the lens that this coach is viewing me through is how he can push me and and get me to play my best tennis right now with the tools I have right now, but my backhand is in limbo. I, I am not going to go back to my old backhand, but the new one is not ready yet to be able to hit in a stressed environment. It's just not there yet. I, I can't, I'm starting to be able to do it in a slow, controlled environment with an easy ball down the middle from the ball machine. I, I can do that, and that's a big step for me. But in a live rally scenario, 
it really starts to fall apart. So the two of us started warming up in this lesson, my very first one in 20 years, <laughs> and my new backhand drive is maybe halfway, you know, to being developed. And so we, we went to, you know, warm-ups on, on service line and then on the baseline, and we started, we did some cross-court rallies on my forehand side, then we did some cross-court rallies on my backhand side, and it was too challenging for me. Now, in, in hindsight, having looked at the video, I did pretty well. I, I did better in terms of the quality of what I was executing than I thought I was going to be able to do. Uh, the, the level of challenge was significantly higher in this live ball rally from the coach than against the easy down the middle feed from the ball machine. And I didn't do too bad, but it started to kind of fall apart beyond a certain level of challenge. And coach started giving me feedback and suggestions. And his suggestions were, uh, these were actual suggestions from him during the lesson. He, he told me to step in and, and take it sooner. I was kind of falling back to try to give myself a little bit more time, buy myself a little bit of space so I could have a little more time to try to do this full swing that's so different from my old one. Uh, he was asking me to hit the ball higher, <clears throat> which has never been my comfort zone. And uh, uh, again, just stretching my ability to do the new thing. Uh, he was asking me to raise my my non-dominant elbow in, in my backswing and take the racket back higher. Uh, he was asking me to separate my hands apart on the follow-through and stay a little bit more sideways. Like He probably gave me six different things to think about, and none of them were things that I've been thinking about. <laughs> none of the things that he pointed out and I, all of them super legitimate, you know, within the context of, of uh, you know, a stronger amateur tennis player, all good things. None of them are what I've had in mind. None of them related to the actual change, changes that I've made. I've been completely fundamentally changing my, my backhand drive. None of the half a dozen things that he tossed out and asked me to do were actually on the list of things I've been working on. So he was giving me lots of extra things that were taking my attention away from what I've been trying to concentrate on. So what do I do? Well, you've probably found yourself in this scenario before, especially if you're listening. You know, If you're listening to a Tennis Improvement podcast, more than likely, you've had projects. You know, you've had strokes that you've wanted to improve and then you've gone out to a match or to a lesson or to a training session and all of a sudden you're getting stretched too thin on that element and and you're it's kind of crumbling and falling apart or maybe a coach is taking your attention away from what you're trying to do and telling you something completely different than what you've been, you've been trying to work on what you've been trying to accomplish so I'll, I'll tell you what i did in that scenario in that scenario, as he's giving these suggestions, he's asking me to do different things than what I've been focusing on, I just totally followed his instructions. I did my best. Uh, I didn't question anything that, that he asked me to do. Uh, I didn't you know, argue or say, oh, well, what about this? Or that's not what I'm working on. I, I just simply did the best I could in the moment. And some of the things he asked me to, to focus on, to be totally honest, in hindsight, I did a better job than I would have thought I would have. 
but my goal was in the moment to make the best of what was happening to to make the make the most of the feedback he was giving me to do my best to do what he was asking and then go back to my own project and my own work on the stroke later on that I feel really strongly is valuable and it's important and it's what's moving me in the right direction but I didn't have any interest in really arguing or trying to to shift the the target to something else in the moment. After all, like what what would it benefit me to disagree or to interject or to tell him no no no, no I, I want to do something else I want to do something different. It would have done a couple of things. First of all, it would have shut him down. You know, I would have missed out on a lot of potential upside by not allowing him to just be in full control of the environment. That's what I was paying him to do. I, I was paying for his time to get his feedback and his perspective, not to validate my own perspective or, or try to convince somebody else that the way I'm doing it is the right way and the way he's asking me to do it is the wrong way. And the reason why is simple. In, in real life, I, I've got to weigh the upside versus the downside. You know, the upside, if I just completely kind of give myself over to whatever he's asking me to do, then there's a lot of potential upside. And the experience with a better coach than I've ever been able to work with before is a really valuable one if I give him control and I allow him to just dictate what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. I've had great guidance in the past, but this coach has more knowledge on what it would take to get me to the next level than anybody else that I've worked with before. I'd never worked with another coach as a junior or a high school player or a college player that had any experience at all developing uh, nationally or internationally ranked you know, players. So this was a huge opportunity for me, somebody with this level of experience, somebody with high performance focus and also, the upside of just the conditioning work, the, the much higher intensity uh, output than what I ever would have done on my own without the help of this coach was a, a big upside as well. And also, the upside of the outside perspective on strengths and weaknesses and, and point construction, again, from the perspective of somebody who's exclusively worked with very, very high-level competitors at all ages and, and up to world-class you know, athletes. I would have missed out on all of those things by trying to take control of the scenario and take control of the situation. But, you know, there is downside. What's the downside? By not saying anything and just allowing him to control everything, the the downside is I'm receiving some feedback that is outside of the uh, perspective or outside of the framework that I've been using to develop this shot this one shot. Everything else, pretty much we were on the the same page together. But this one thing, the backhand, you know, kind of stroke development focus, the technical focus, we were very much on different pages. So for me in the moment, just practically speaking, weighing the pros and cons and and looking at kind of a a value, you know, deconstructed value of like kind of the the drawbacks and the, the benefits it was a huge win for me to just be quiet and allow him to just guide what I was doing in whatever direction he wanted to do it. And it's very unlikely at the end of the day for you, listener, 
it's really unlikely you're going to find a coach who's in 100% alignment with your own perspective and your own goals. If you happen to find that, fantastic. But that's a rare thing, especially if you've been around the game for a while. You've formed a lot of your own opinions and viewpoints and, and perspectives. It's going to be really unlikely you find somebody who's totally in alignment with the way you think, the way the way that you believe is right, the the direction that that you think is the is the right direction. And honestly, that's why we pay experts because a lot of times we're wrong. <laughs> Even, you know, for me, having made it my career to to learn how to develop people's strokes and change habits, it's very possible I I, I it's not that it's possible. It it is it is reality that I'm wrong on things. And so that's why we pay people who have outside perspectives. And so I was challenged in that moment. It was a challenge for me to to know that he had all this input and feedback that was not in alignment with what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I decided to just kind of just kind of uh uh put that aside, lay down my own preconceptions and just go ahead and do what he asked me to do. And I, I'm really happy and thankful that I was able to do that in the moment because it was a huge net gain overall. Now, that being said, you know, it very well could be an experience you have that a coach is so far out of alignment with your own perspectives, your own viewpoints, your own you know beliefs about what direction you should move. You know, if it's a net loss, then there's absolutely, you should feel no guilt or, or shame about just not going back and not signing up for another lesson. Frankly, if, if that's what would have happened after this first lesson with this coach, I just wouldn't have called him again. You know, I wouldn't have set up another time with him. But the, the net gain with this particular coach, unbelievably positive. So I'm so happy that I did it, put myself out there. We've worked together four times now. And if you subscribe to us on YouTube, then then you'll see we're, we're going to be coming out with the additional sessions. We've only published one as of right now, but plan on publishing all the different sessions, our different focus points, how I'm developing, how I'm improving my fitness, my conditioning, my, my shots, my, my points, construction, the patterns, all those sorts of things. So go subscribe to follow along there. And if you'd like some expert guidance on how you can improve your own game, Go to EssentialTennisAcademy.com and go sign up for a free week of access to the entire members area. Thank you so much for listening today. really appreciate your support. I appreciate your attention. Hope this story was helpful to you. Gives you a little bit of additional perspective, something to think about. And I can't wait to share more with you in the next episode. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.